Um, this one's called The Violence Close to Home. And uh, yeah, you can catch it on my website or Spotify, anywhere else. <laughs> Call this Sunday, Kyle's Sunday morning coming down show. <laughs> Apparently, easy like Kyle's Sunday morning. <laughs> what kind of sandwich was it, Kyle? It was a sausage, egg, and cheddar sandwich from Starbucks. Oh, 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 don't say the name that we did. They're not paying us. <laughs> Starbucks, <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> who cares? They can pay us. I don't think they need the free. Right? Yeah. They don't. They're not worried about us. The same Bongo Java. 
<laughs> I actually like bonga. I do too. Yeah, I like uh, I think that is that what Frothy Monkey uses. I like Frothy Monkey. What's the one that's uh, over there in the village? The one the dog place. Uh, Fido. Fido. Yeah, it's pretty, they have pretty good food. I haven't been there in years, man. I used to go there a lot. Fido. I don't think I've ever been there. It's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the dog. I met, I met Daughtry there once. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't get all the dog. I, I don't get all the dog references. Like, there's Fido, and then right down the road from Fido is the sports bar Double Dogs. And I'm like, let me get your guys' opinion on this. I am not. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to be a grump, but I'm not into like the dogs where I'm eating thing. Like, I don't want your dogs on the patio while I'm trying to eat. Like. Like yeah, I don't like want your dog staring at me. Yeah, yeah. Like, like your hair, <laughs> getting a hair in my beer and shit. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not cool with it. I don't want it. I could do without it. I don't mind it so much, but I just personally don't like doing it. It's a pain in the ass to carry a dog somewhere. I don't know. They're always wanting to like, you know. Well, you have a giant dog. Yeah, that too, and it, you know, any little thing that catches its attention, you're constantly. Mm-hmm. I think people that bring their dogs to places like that are looking for attention themselves. Yeah, they want to get. It's truly what they're doing it for. I, it's kind of mean to the dog, unless they have food for the dog, too. I feel like you're just like, right? sit here while we eat in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> sit here while, while I drink mimosas. Remember to get right up on every time somebody comes up. Remember to get right up on the mic and you talk, yeah, man. I'm not, uh, so, yeah, e- even that, and then there's always, there's always, and I'm laughing because this happened to us yesterday at a certain brewery, but there's always that one, like, that one guy who's like, gets, gets water for the dog, like, mm-hmm. cause, and it's like, uh, which you know, it's a nice thing to do. You want to get dogs. You know, you sometimes you want to. Uh, you you would hope the you know the people that you're with would you know if you're, if you're bringing a dog, you should get it some water. It's just. See. But then they're doing that. Dog drinking, especially on a hot day. Dogs drinking water is gross. And I'm trying yeah. to eat a fucking salad, <laughs> and there's fucking slop, gray water slopping all over my my shoes, my my berries. Yeah, now you're creating a OSHA violation with all the water uh, yeah. spread across the floor. <laughs> Trying to eat my chicken nachos. There's a fucking Labrador. Yeah. Speaking of which, where are we going for lunch after this, boys? I'm hungry. Dude, I think uh, um, Gordon's opened up again. I went I by there and I haven't seen it open. Dude, the windows were open today. Oh, so it's so actually I think open. they're open. We might have to go give them some business. Dude, there's so. Uh, We'll introduce our guest here in a second. But <laughs> no, no rush. Uh, That's usually <laughs> how we do the show, anyways. <laughs> Tony not BS for a minute, and they're like, oh, we have a guest. There's a. There's this restaurant up the road here, Gordon's, and me and Chris and we're, we're everybody from this, we were all big fans of it when it when it first opened, mm-hmm. and then it suffered a little bit business wise, and then which I think su- made it suffer. Uh, it was a it was a uh, a snake eating its own tail of like well the bit bi- they got a little slow, so the service got a little bad, and then the service was so bad that it, c- it got it even got slower, slower yeah. and then it like that kind of, and then it, they it ended up having to close down for a while. But it just popped. It was a good spot. It had like a, a good patio, like mm-hmm. make good drinks, good food. So it opened back up, but then it would only open for like a couple of days and it'd be closed again. And then open for a couple of days and closed again. So we yeah, don't know what's run, going you on. You can't run a business like that. It no. has to be open. It has to be constantly. Unless you're going for open. like the kind of hipster vibe of who knows when it'll be open. Right? No sign. Like a pop up <laughs> chef so kind of thing. It, but yeah, they're just cooking it. hot chicken. <laughs> Ain't no chefs in there. You know, just people frying up some chicken. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, coalesce, cogitate, cavort with us here on Share Your Buzz. This is episode 173, man. Uh, Chris, how you doing? Oh, I'm trying still trying to get over yesterday. Yeah. Man, we drank some beers yesterday. Yeah. 
I was uh, drinking those six point fives, dude. Those these beers, oh, they really? were um, Fancy Boy IPAs or New England style. That's what I was IPA. drinking. Yes, so good. Those are really good. Shout beers. out to Blackstone. Blackstone. Uh, the uh, I, that was the first time I was ever there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that's the first time I've been there as well. I went to the restaurant when they used to have a restaurant yeah, slash yeah, yeah. brewery, and that was cool. But they've been selling. That's like it might be Nashville's first ever craft beer place because they've been open since. I mean, shit. As so long as I've been able to drink, I mean they've been around for a while making craft beer. We gotta get. I, actually, I'd like to. I'd like to interview somebody from there about like the whole restaurant slash brewery thing. I got it. We gotta. It's not as popular here as it is, say in uh, Asheville. Yeah, like in Asheville, every restaurant you go to makes its own beer. Well, you, there weird. used to be a place downtown, right? Like that it, on the corner, right there by um by Underground, down on Second. On Second and, and Broadway, but on the other side of Second, go like where I, on the Joe's Crab Shack side. Mm-hmm. There's like that. There's that restaurant down there. I forget what it's called, but I think it's called something Rock, Rock something now. Something River. Something River. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I know, think but, I know. What you're but they about. used to, when I first moved to Nashville eight years ago, they used to be a brewery slash restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, we gotta talk. We should talk to Ozzy about that since uh, we haven't. We gotta go out there and get some beer anyway. I wonder if he would be if he'd be mad if we talked to other breweries. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you're cheating on him. I haven't yeah. seen Ozzy around in a while, so I'm <laughs> starting to get a bit resentful. I haven't seen his handsome face. Oh, <laughs> uh, that long, l- luscious white beard. Yeah, man. Yeah. Ozzy, if you're listening to this episode, man, we miss your face. We do, man. And your beer. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I reached out to him. It was like a week and a half ago on text. I was like, hey, man, haven't seen you or talked yeah. to you in a while. Hope everything's well, you know. And he gave me a text back, and that was it. <laughs> you know, yeah, like we got. I think he's. I think he's uh, stressed he's out. We got it and busy. Dude, they're yeah, gearing up for the summertime. You know, even you know, even though we don't have any delicious Mayday here tonight, I'll go ahead and throw uh, the old shout out to uh, MaydayBrewery.com. Uh, they have events going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Five twenty one Old Salem Road. If you're out there in the borough, especially uh, in the summer in Murfreesboro, yeah. it's the best. It's the best place to hang out in Murfreesboro, especially on a, just a random like a Saturday afternoon, Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. It's a good spot. Well, there's a lot of summertime holidays coming up, like Easter, Memorial Day, things like that. And Ozzy always throws big parties. Hot chicken and George is coming up. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Where is this so, at? Uh, it's at Mayday Brewery. Mayday Brewery, okay. Out, out in uh, Murfreesboro. Maydaybrewery.com for the, all the uh, schedules. I'm not sure what they have on tap, but they have all their standards on, plus, rot- like, I think, 12 rotating. So, Well, it's cool. If you get on their website, it's actually got an up-to-date what they got on tap. list of what they have on nice. tap, and they update it all the time, So, which is really cool. You can just kind of scroll through. It'll give you a description of yeah. each beer. They're gonna start carrying cider too. So. Oh, guess what? The Soul's coming back in a big way. Yeah. Did you see that? They no. made a post about the Soul. Oh. About to can a bunch of that shit. Nice, because <laughs> I do love me some Soul. I don't care if it's some, I, it's a dark beer, but in the summertime, it's a dark lager. So it's like it's got some flavor to it, but it's not mm-hmm. super heavy like a stout or something like that. Because yeah. I wanted to, I was I was sampling some of the stuff from Blackstone yesterday, and it was all delicious. And I I like their that coffee porter they had, or even the St. Charles porter was pretty mm. good, pretty good. But mm. it's they're so heavy they're in the really summertime. Heavy. It's yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. Maybe at night by a bonfire or something, you can drink mm. something heavy like that. But yeah. during the day, it's too much. Good old Coors Light. Well, that <laughs> <laughs> that soft dulcet voice you hear on the on the mic is our guest tonight. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maxwell James, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, hey thank man. you for having me. Appreciate Coming that. Out. We heard some music that you guys will hear in a little bit in, in the break. Um, it's really good. Yeah, dude. R- such a really cool, uh, some some great picking. Some yeah. Some cool, folky sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that even when you speak, you sound like a folk singer because <laughs> you, you, uh, you have very soft, mm-hmm. um, yes. nice shoes. I think a good folk singer has nice shoes. 
Yeah, that's what I was told. You gotta uh, people notice your shoes, so I gotta yeah. you know I gotta step up my shoe game. Yeah, yeah, man. Because I'm used to just wearing like shitty tennis shoes, but I feel like I gotta yeah, I gotta man. put a little more effort into it my. It feels good my to image. wear nice <laughs> shoes. Like you know, you feel like you. It's like you know. Uh, the whole thing when you're little and you think that new shoes make you jump higher, new sneakers yeah. make you jump higher. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's like I feel like a nice pair of nice like men's shoes, like a nice pair of dress shoes, will make you feel classier. Yeah, walking these are the, the Air Jordan of uh, folk, uh, yeah, hipster yeah. folk <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> folk Jordans. Yeah. Well, we, you get a certain age too, and it's like boots are just better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I mean, they just it makes you. Uh, it's a well-rounded. In boots, you can wear with any kind of jeans and whatever. I colors, do think so. yeah, I can wear these with like dress pants. And yeah. Get away with it. Versatile. I do think whoever invented the Chelsea boot, I want to shake that man's hand or, or woman's, because it's might have been it, Chelsea. It's, it might have been Chelsea. I would like to shake Chelsea's <laughs> hand because this you have a stylish looking boot that you could that has no laces. You just pull it on and off, and mm-hmm. it's awesome because nobody I'm a lazy fucker like that. My work <laughs> boots are the slip-ons. I'd, I'd, like I don't want to. That's a minute and a half. I just want don't want to give up in my morning, you know, tying yeah. a pair of boots. Well, I'm getting older now too, so I'm getting a little bit more of a beer gut. So right. bending so over yeah, and tying your shoes it. is a little yeah. bit more of a struggle. Yeah, the yeah. I, I remember I used to be able to stand up and put my socks on, like <laughs> while I was standing up. Yeah. Now I got to sit pass in the bed. Like old man style, you're just <laughs> like ugh, grunt. Every I used time to be able to just like uh, like flamingo that shit. Just <gasps> yeah. I would laugh at those like infomercials for like uh, for old people where they it would be like a sock holder and you slip your foot into yes. it. I see that now and I'm like, shit, that's genius, right? <laughs> it's funny, man. There's a little invention like that for everything, isn't there? It's crazy. Yeah. So What's it? Uh, as it. seen on TV products, you know? Yeah. There's a section in Kroger's that has all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually bought one of those products one time. It's that burger thing where it's like. You put hamburger and you mo- put it in the mold, and then you put mm. your cheese oh, yeah, yeah. and the hamburger on top. Oh, and so you make like a, 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 a stuffed burger. Yeah, stuffed burger. And I tried it a few times. It just didn't work really. I mean, it worked, but not really. It wouldn't seal up that well, and oh, the cheese just comes running out. out yeah, side. shooting out, and then it's like it wasn't that good. It wasn't yeah, as good. And the, the meat would stick stick to the thing i don't know maybe i didn't I, mean, spray oh, it. I think a lot of that stuff was novelty and i think it's good when it first comes out and then you eat it like i don't know what, what where do you guys stand on the uh like the cheese filled hot dogs you get like the cheese filled brats you get like yeah. the, uh, like you know words? i'm okay yeah, with like, it like sometimes there's like cheese like inside i'm okay with it and i'll tell you why because the shit that goes into hot dogs and all of our processed pork products like mm. that it's we don't want to know it's gross it's right bad. <laughs> so it's already bad so i if mean you're gonna add some cheese to yeah it. if you're gonna just add cheese at least i know what cheese is <laughs> you know, like, yeah cheese is probably the least worst thing exactly yeah. <laughs> it's the most True. like reasonable thing that's in there pig noses and shit <sighs> so <laughs> on that note <laughs> pig noses and hot dog crap um yeah welcome to the show maxwell yeah thank you i noticed you had a uh a uh, sweet little um you had your name on your uh, your guitar strap there yeah, that's yeah that w- that was uh, actually a gift my um <coughs> my uncle uh had that made for me as like a graduation gift uh from high school i've had it for a long time and uh yeah it's real leather he's he had his leather guy do it i guess he has a leather guy <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean you gotta if you're gonna be a hipster you need a leather guy because <laughs> yeah. you right. need your fine leather yeah. goods you need satchels and pouches yes. and yes yes but yeah. uh but yeah it's great and and uh, i always like the uh like the old kind of country singers that would have like their name on their guitar yeah. mm-hmm. or, like on the strap yeah, I yeah. that was kind of cool um i always thought it was cool how chris isaac had his name on his guitar oh yeah i don't yeah. know yeah, i've never seen that it's cool um 
But yeah, I, I, so I didn't do mine in like uh, bedazzled embroidery like like those guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he had that made for me, and it's got my first band that I was in is on the like the um, the part that I don't know the, the part you can't see like, like the butt named? part, yeah. I guess <laughs> the yeah. butt part, the back part. Uh, so yeah, and it's it's just super comfortable. I've had it for a long time, and now like the leather, it's it's what ten years old now, so it's just it's really nice and worn in, in, yeah, yeah, so perfectly fitted to your shoulders, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so yeah. how long you been in Nashville, man? Uh, it's it'll be three years in July. Cool. So where yeah. are you from? I'm originally from, well, I say Milwaukee, but I'm from Oconomowoc, but no one knows where that is or how to say that. I so think you I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is that a mystical lamp? No, it's real. Yeah, actually, uh, I think one of the Go-Go's is I think from Harry Potter Oconomowoc. Lives there, right? it's yeah. Like, it's, like, it's not real. It's yeah. Yeah, it's uh, all those, like, um, it's all, like, Native American names up there. So uh, if you ever watch, like, Making a Murder, Manitowoc, that's where that is. Um, that's, oh. like, two hours north of where I'm from. Interesting. So, yeah, I didn't know anybody. Some cold yeah. shit up there. Yeah, it's cold. Not <laughs> not right now. Now it's now it's nice. It's but nice. yeah, it gets I'm cold. I'm sure it's pretty <laughs> in the spring. Yeah. Well, this winter they had like a polar vortex or something, and I was so glad that I was not there because I think one day actual temperature was like negative thirty or something God, ridiculous. I, like, and I, was just like, I don't. I do not all, miss I that at all. The two words I don't like: polar and vortex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one because I don't like cold, and two because I don't know what it means. Yeah. I don't you know, like them separately, and I definitely don't like, don't like them together. <laughs> That's the part of the country where people plug their cars in at night. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> radiator, heater, whatever. Like, oops, sorry. That's okay. Little heater that keeps It's the, the part of the country where, like, you don't see somebody for six months because – like maybe not there, I'm not sure, but I know where, like where where Faith is from in Minnesota. Like that's where you like you're locked in for like months at a time because yeah. like you don't go be out of your neighborhood because you can't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you might not. <laughs> it'd be like if I didn't see you for three months. <laughs> yeah, that was a hell of a winter, Tony. <laughs> you just you just break out like <laughs> you, you, yeah, you board yourself up in the in the house. Yeah, yeah you can't get out until the ice thaws, and then yeah. you can then you can dig yourself out. But if she's from Minnesota, they get a lot more snow than yeah. where I'm from. So. She's almost Canadian. She's like from this north is like a yeah. border town. Minnesota's b- the Canada of America. Yeah, it's I think. the Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I think Canada is the Canada of yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. That's not a diss. I like Canada. Yeah. I like their true. beer. Yeah. Like, like their. Uh, I wonder if they still have. Somebody told me a while ago they had this law where, like, you have to, like, you can't cross provinces like with different beers. Like you. Like they can't sell. Like if you buy a beer and like uh, I don't know, I don't know any of the provinces, but <laughs> if you're if you're like like Labatt, wherever they sell Labatt at, like they mm-hmm. can export it to the states and stuff. But like you can only like you're not supposed to sell different brands across lines. Like everything is localized. Where you're like hmm. oh, it, like to keep to keep like local economy and stuff. Yeah. Like it'd be like if you know it'd be like if 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 uh like we couldn't sell. Mayday in Georgia, you know, like if they, they're only if they can only be sold in Tennessee because it's like a Tennessee brand or something like that. That's I'm ridiculous. not sure if I, if that's true anymore or if I even got the law right, but I I always thought that was kind of cool because it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like the federal government forcing local economy to thrive. Like like uh, is it, it thriving it, though? I mean, you gotta think if those beer manufacturers, those breweries, were able to sell their beer across the entire country, they would each make more money though, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't and know. And then, then like, you could buy the other people. I mean, it would help each other if they would open that up, right? I mean, I'm just me. I'm thinking. Yeah, you think. I don't know, but then I guess you're increasing your uh, overhead costs of having to do all the shipping and everything, too. I don't know. Imagine, though, true, if but you they know, couldn't my, uh, factor that into the old. Uh, take take the big beer. T- take uh, Miller Coors, you know, Heineken, Budweiser. Take all that out of it. Say we're even going craft beer. Imagine if anywhere 
in, t- in Tennessee, you can only buy craft beer from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, you couldn't get any of that stuff from, like, the Carolinas or Georgia mm-hmm. or Florida that way. Take out Cigar City. Take out, uh, what, Founders, all right? They're, aren't they from, like, South Carolina or something? Or, like, whatever, like, take out... So imagine you only... It would the, the, the local breweries, would all the people that buy that out-of-state stuff mm-hmm. would now have to buy local. Well, I know, like... Uh, That's true, but then you're maxing out, like, there's only so much, you can, there's only so many people. In you're your bound by the population of sure. your state. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I mean, yeah. I know there are, like, there's beers in Wisconsin, I'm sure there's some in Tennessee that, that you can't buy anywhere else because they just don't mm-hmm. ship yeah. it and sell anywhere else, but mm-hmm. it's not, like, um, regulated by the yeah, state yeah, yeah. or anything mm-hmm. like that, so that's interesting. Well, it's like oh, May Day, you can only, I mean, you can get it in Tennessee, and, but it, you know, they're constantly working on trying to spread their... Yeah. Yeah, spread it out. Get the word around. <laughs> so, man, uh, but it's uh, based on your distributor, though, right? So, you know, Ozzy Bainey Brewery has to go through their particular distributor, and it's like it that's restricts them from sort of say you know expanding or you know right. it's up to the distributor. Yeah. Well, I wonder they what the uh, the like the macro brews how involved they are too. Maybe preventing you know sure. distribution in yeah, different yeah, places. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's obviously Milwaukee. I mean known for you have a team called the brewers yeah so right yeah. it's a i mean was it was it a big culture beer culture up there like yeah for sure i mean uh, i didn't really think about it living there but moving away i mean everybody likes beer wherever, sure. wherever you go um but definitely moving it away moving away from there i've noticed like oh yeah it was a bigger deal the than i realized century. yeah i i thought that i was like a lightweight or i didn't really like to drink or, or whatever and then i moved out of wisconsin and i was like oh no i'm I'm just I drink like a normal person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not a functioning uh, alcoholic. <laughs> well, then you came to Nashville. And you're like, oh no, everybody yeah. here is an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I felt very at home moving to Nashville. Like this feels right. So. So let's talk about that, man. Uh, you came here just for music, or just like, wh- like what was the draw to Nashville? Yeah. Well, I had. Uh, I mean, I'd always b- made music, um, been interested in music, but never really thought it was anything that I could do you know, realistically, mm-hmm. just kind of th- something I, you know, you hope and dream that something would happen, but, um, you know, I was never going to make the move to like LA or New York or anything like that. And, uh, so I graduated college and just kind of didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, kind of reached the edge of the map, like a lot of people do when they get to that final step mm-hmm. or whatever and did a bunch of different jobs and just wasn't really happy where I was at. And, uh, I had come down to visit Nashville, um, on like a family trip and just thought it was amazing. And a lot of my favorite musicians and bands make music you know are, are, are uh, based out of nashville like i'm a big uh, jack white fan okay. uh, sure. kings of leon uh black keys mm-hmm. so you know i'm listening to all their music and i'm seeing you know recorded in nashville recorded in nashville so it was just kind of like well i i know i don't want to do the new york or la and um, i could have done chicago because that's pretty close but there was just something about nashville is kind of the best of both worlds like it had it's a big city and there's all this music going on but it still kind of has that smaller like town feel. Dude, I'll tell you what. I really love. Somebody, Kyle, write that down. There's a, there's, I can't tell you how many people, and I've said it, and I don't know what it is, too. Like, we talked about it. We've, we, it's, it's been on my mind lately, so I've been bringing it up a lot. And we've talked about it in the last couple of podcasts. I talk about it with people around town. And that phrase, there's just something about Nashville. Yeah. Because it's, it's, there's something happening here right now, and I don't know what it is, and I can't put my finger on it. <clears> but <throat> everywhere you go, like, people are excited again. Mm-hmm. And not just, not just about, we talked a little bit before the podcast about, yeah. It, it, Nashville got to a point for a while where people were coming here just because it was cool to come here. Mm-hmm. And now I think that's starting to level out a little bit where n- the people that are here now are actually 
we're like it's we're trying to do something. Like yeah, I think the serious. art the artistry of Nashville is starting to come back. Yeah. Like it's kinda like when you overflowed the market with a bunch of music on YouTube or something, like the cream is gonna rise to the top. Mm-hmm. You know? It's uh so I think now we're starting to realize like all the kind of like I don't know, like again, like the people that moved here just because it was a cool city to move to. Mm-hmm. And now there that's you know, this we've we've taken we've absorbed about as much of like the hipsterness uh, as we can, yeah. of, like the coolness factor, uh, or the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the just the. It's a lot of everything too. There's a lot more than just hipsters moving here. There's a lot of yuppies, like young urban. It's everything, yeah. I mean, because I see a lot more families now. There's a lot mm-hmm. of young kids in Nashville. Yeah, a lot of young it used families. To, used to be a lot of older folks. You would, like the kids lived outside the town. Now people are raising families in Nashville mm-hmm. proper. You know, like. They're moving I back think in. It's the These schools are, you know what I mean? Like getting. Well, better. when did we start getting? <clears throat> when did people start moving here? Like five years ago? I'd say what? more than that. Okay, I think t- it's ten years ago. Eight to ten, really. Okay, if so it's been the fat past five. Yeah. It's like blown. So let's go ahead and say yeah, ten. Yeah. So the people that moved here as like twenty-something-year-olds are having are married, now having, having kids, kids here, yeah. and yeah, and they're yeah. not moving away. It's like I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it was there's just something about Nashville. There's something. I mean, it was it was kind of riding that wave of being kind of a hot. Not new city, obviously, because it's been around for a while. But like, it uh, um, was kind of I don't, I, yeah, market yeah, I don't want to say hip here. hipster or whatever because we kind of been saying that. But like, it was a hip city for a while, and you know, all the bachelor parties and everything coming down here. And I feel like it's reached critical mass for that, and now it's just kind of established itself as like yeah, I guess a major city. And well, I guess when I say hipster, I'm not referring to the actual hipster. Yeah, because all of us in this room got some hipster yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody does I a little bit. I guess yeah. I'm not referring it's to... It's like calling someone a nerd. Like yeah. Everyone's yeah. a nerd yeah. Yeah. You know, a little I, bit. I guess I'm more referring to just the fact that it's a it was a hip place to come. That's like Yeah, it's, for it's, lack of a better word. Yeah, there's yeah. just like it was a very popular place to come for a while. Yeah. And I think that is starting to level out. And now the actual... The like, tourist side of it is yeah, yeah, starting to level out And we're getting back to actually being Music City again. And there's a lot of nascent like genres that are popping up here that are really exciting to watch happen. Yeah, people are realizing that it's not just country music in Nashville, too. You know, you have rock. Even, um, mm-hmm. I think there's a small hip-hop scene, too, in Nashville. Yeah, yeah I mean we just had everything. a rapper on a few weeks ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there's a, there's something, it, it's just something cool about the fact that um, it's not only music that is, that is the artistry of Nashville anymore. Like, we're still always going to be Music City. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be the epicenter, like the 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 um, the religion of the city, I guess, if you would. Yeah. But there's so many little um, cottage industries that are growing up around that. Art. Like there's uh, some yeah. acting that's yeah. coming on. There's yeah. some acting. Comedy. There's a couple mm-hmm. shows coming yeah. on here, too. Yeah. Comedy, yeah. We got great comedy. Mm-hmm. We're getting there anyways. A lot of... Um, it's no second city, but it's... Zanies is doing pretty well. Yeah, I always see lines out there when I yeah, drive it's by. It's always busy, dude. I love good the acts uh, coming through there. There's a lot of there's big acts from other cities that are now doing like um, mobile podcasts or like you know on the road podcasts, uh, like that come through. They're starting to come through like come through Nashville on their way to the East Coast or something like that. Like, in fact, a lot of like a lot of the big comedians are always out there in LA and they don't really come this. They don't really come all the way to the East Coast, but they sometimes you can catch them. Like when they go to Chicago, they'll come down to Nashville or mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, I know Bill Burr's been here a couple mm-hmm. times. And like sometimes he, you can catch. He those shot guys. a special in Nashville, yeah. I think, 2016 yeah. or something. Dude, Bill Burr is my, my dude. Yeah, <laughs> <I love laughs> yeah he's Bill great. Burr. He's how he keeps it real. <coughs> I was gonna say something, and I totally forgot. No, you didn't forget. I just interrupted you, probably. <laughs> yeah, he derailed you. So why, uh, wh- why folk music, man? Is that just what you felt? I you know I don't really think about it too much. I I mean um genre is not really that 
important to me. Yeah. And I don't think these days, I don't think it's really that important to, no. to most people. Um, it's kind of like you just have to decide, well, what what do I most fit into so that when I have to like try to book a show or try to get on a playlist or something like what genre do I kind of more so fit under? So it it sucks when you got to try to put yourself into something. Yeah. So if like folk Americana, like I say like indie folk Americana, cause that's, those are pretty big umbrellas and they kind of mm-hmm. cover I a think lot folk of folk in things. general is the umbrella for what you don't, for something that you don't really know what else to fit into. Like yeah. you, you could be a little bit of, cause you could put folk in front of any other genre and then well, you kind of get it, like folk rock. Well, folk you take a pop yeah, song like and folk. play it on acoustic guitar, and you're, folk you're a folk yeah, singer. Yeah. I you feel know? like folk, folks, that whole genre of folk's been around a while, and, and now it's it's kind of morphed into more Americana, right? Am yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it, I mean, folk, as far as I know, the history of it, it, it was just you know, music by common people that mm-hmm. weren't professionals. Yeah, so I think which is pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Chris makes is right. Music, when, you know? when, when I think when people think folk now, they think more Americana. When you know. You think of folk back in like the '60s. You were talking like you know, like Joni Mitchell and yeah. uh, Dylan, was like, what was that Canadian Dylan guy? That, um, yeah, early Dylan, Jimmy Buffett back then yeah. was a was a folk was singer. Like he started yeah. as a James you know, Taylor. James yeah. Taylor, exactly. Like those. In fact, uh, Crouchy, but he got a little. Oh. He, he he changed a little bit more pop. But they all do though, you know. Yeah, I was gonna well, say folk and pop. I mean, pop is just folk, like yeah. popular folk music. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's I was gonna say <laughs> that uh, Jim Croce popped in my head when you were singing, and I was like, man, it's. I'm glad that you look like you sound. <laughs> because you look, at Jim Croce's got to win the award for the person who looks the least like he sounds out of really? everybody that ever sang. And you look like River Cuomo, uh, Cuomo from the lead singer of uh, Oh the, the Weezer. A yeah, because the glasses. Cuomo, yeah. yeah, that's why I don't wear my glasses usually when I perform because I'm like I don't want to look like Ben Folds or River <laughs> Cuomo, so I got to <laughs> differentiate myself. <laughs> but that's good to know. Like my look is. It's Are you gonna go so. to uh, um, the tenth anniversary at Third Man? Uh, I think they just had. It was left. Was that like, okay, yeah, I and I had that, I had yeah. to work, so I was. I, I kind of wish I'd have went to that. It was. I had I fun last night. It looked pretty amazing. I, I mean, I was so. looking at Instagram like as it was happening and just cursing the fact that I had to work. Yeah, I never. I've never seen the rocking tours. So that would have been cool. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that man up. We, uh, we, me and Faith waited too long and we were sold out. We tried to actually get tickets yesterday, day of. And s- I, I tried to. It was too, sold yeah. out. Yeah. They said they had um, tickets left for vault members, and I stayed on for like 20 minutes to try to join the vault and, and then I got in and they're like sorry they're gone so no shit but whatever yeah that's a band that I I mean I would pay a lot of money to go see mm-hmm. I think there's they're playing in the blue room on like the 9th and the 10th or something this week too or something like that so but those are all sold out but What's yeah that Raconteur is one of my favorite um, that's in Third Man Records okay, I'm yeah. the table um, it's just their small like uh live performance room or whatever so if you ever go to do the tour they kind of take you through there yeah so i've been trying to get uh jack white has a publishing company called uh for literature yeah blue or it was a third man books Mm -hmm. and i've been trying to get i was been trying to pitch him my this novel that i wrote and trying to get on there and it's just fucking it's like they don't submit they don't accept submissions from like anybody they don't know oh really so it's like really really hard to get somebody even like acknowledge that i exist so i'm like i'm trying to like for lack of a better term, like I was gonna say weasel, but that's not. <laughs> I, was, I, was gonna, yeah. I was trying to weasel my way in, but I'm gonna say networking because that's a sure. nicer way of saying <laughs> yeah. weasel. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they that their books do they promote nonfiction, just random book, or is it like based on their artists? Like if their artists wanted to write a book, or he wanted to do a book I about Loretta Lynn or something. I don't think they're artists. Kind of I think he did. I think it started because he wrote 
something. But then yeah. I went to a, a reading one night, a poetry reading that was sponsored by them, and it had all their some of their poets on mm-hmm. there. And they weren't they didn't they weren't musicians or something they were just writers, mm-hmm. so I think it's just something he might be into or interested. Yeah, in. Yeah, I think it's just oh, any, <laughs> anybody that he kind of likes. I think yeah. that he's heard of that he puts on there. So, but I don't know how involved he is. I vote because, you know, obviously you want to get on a big label. Like I want, I'd love to get on like Penguin or something like that. But yeah. I w- how how awesome would it be, like I, to do to stay local? Like I would love to yeah. be published by somebody local. Like, because I wouldn't even know the first. I mean, the first step in doing that, I would have no idea. I don't know how to do that for music. I keep sending my stuff to, to Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't think anyone's ever going to hear it, but it's like, you know, I'll keep throwing my CD over the yeah. over the wall, but we'll see. It's interesting. He used to, I used to work at Corky's Barbecue in Brentwood, and he lives in Brentwood. And uh, he would come in like once, sometimes twice a week, and he always ordered the same exact thing, fried chicken tender sandwich. In order of fries, every single time. Every time. Fried chicken tenders, because we had like those really good chicken tenders, like the like not frozen. They were like we literally no, take a piece of chicken, put it in the egg, and the you know the flour yeah. and the egg. It was like, oh, legit, like legit, you know. It's starting to make sense now why you fresh. order chicken tenders every time you go out. <laughs> he left, an, he left <laughs> a lasting, inspa- lasting impact on your on the young Chris Husek. They're the <laughs> ultimate tasty yeah. source of protein. I mean, you can't go wrong. It's like. It I think they're a superfood. Yeah, it's a yeah, little. They really <laughs> are. <laughs> it's a little bit more manly than a nugget, but mm-hmm. not quite as messy as a whole breast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and you can order off the kids menu, so it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, nice. indeed. <laughs> and they usually, if you order the kids menu, it comes with that little coloring thing. That yeah. <laughs> so, so you, you say that you're a big rock fan, then? Yeah, yeah. I grew up. I mean, um, I got like some Beatles rock. vibe in the first song. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge uh, Beatles okay, fan. It reminded me of like a. Like a Beatles esque. Kind of oh, thing. thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge, you know, Lennon McCartney fan. Um, yeah. Uh, but I grew up. What about um, George, don't leave out old George. Well, all of them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I don't know if I could choose. They always say, you know, are you Poor George. John or or Paul? And I don't know. I I think I'm maybe more of a Paul McCartney fan. Yeah. But I don't know. Why do you have a preference? You know, Paul McCartney. He was the pop sensibility in the group, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, of course, Harrison was more of a pop guy, too. But he was more folky, though, you know? Yeah. Well, um, I think <coughs> um, McCartney, sorry to uh, interrupt you, but uh, he has that reputation. It's definitely deserved. But y- he was really the one who kind of introduced Lennon and the rest of the group to, like, the avant-garde. So mm-hmm. he was definitely involved in, that like... That sort of French cafe. Yeah. Those yeah. interesting chords, you know? Mm-hmm. Michel, my mm-hmm. boo. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so do you don't have a preference or i would say paul or george i love yeah. me some linen but uh especially i like younger linen because mm-hmm. i love that rock and roll raspy voice yeah a fantastic rasp i feel like um yeah. i'm sorry because i wait for you no it's just, and his later stuff is really good too but i'm not really into psyche trippy kind of shit yeah you know? so i'm more I'm, i like to g- i like a good pop you know groove or something you know like just something to get in the pocket but i've always I'd probably say Paul like if I had to choose. I would have always, I'd always gonna go Lennon. Love me some wings but, too. Uh, I think I definitely, yeah, like Harrison and, and McCartney. I think fall into more of the folky, you know, definitely McCartney on the on the high pitch stuff. But I've always just I like Lennon's voice. Yeah, and that's like when I think of like a cool voice, like like the the epitome of like the like like the epitome of like the singing voice I hear in my head. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 John Lennon. Yeah. And I guess because I've just been listening to him since I was like a baby. Like literally, my dad has a picture of me with giant headphones on my ear, was rocking <laughs> me to sleep. Mm-hmm. And he said he was. It would just be the Beatles and the Eagles the whole time. Wow. But I man, 
I, I feel the same way about Lennon's post Beatles stuff, but if you just get it, it wasn't all bad. If no, he's got some gems. If I you just no yeah, if you get like the greatest hits, <clears throat> then it's he, he's got some really incredible stuff. Yeah, it's just that he like he was doing a lot of experimental stuff, and he had Yoko in there, fucking whale calling on shit. Like it's just yeah, the worst. I love that. Have you guys seen that Bill Burr? You know, yes. Gilbert podcast where he's talking about is that. Is it the one where he's where John Lennon's performing with Chuck Berry? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joe goes <laughs> out like, she's doing that shit, man. And the look on Chuck Berry's face, he was like, <laughs> it was funny to hear to hear Bill Burr's commentary over, over it. He's like, you see that look right there? The look Chuck Berry's giving is like, Lennon, you better get your fucking bitch in order. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't believe you put this bitch on my Bird stage. Bird is not pulling any punches. <laughs> That's for sure. He's Chuck Berry's like. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I won't uh, rip too much on Yoko because it's been, it's already been done, but I listened to the Plastic Ono band. Like, a, mm-hmm. I, I think it's mostly John. I don't know where she really factors in, but, but um, that album's really, really, really good. I don't know what kind of input she had on it, but yeah. I'm sure it was more John Lennon. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge Yoko. I tell you what, fan. though, man, you definitely like some of these bands. Like, they'll break up, and then somebody will do solo stuff, and you'll be like, oh, man, now I know where the talent was. Yeah. You know? But with the Beatles, like no, everything, every single one of them, I'll even throw Ringo in there. Even Ringo, he had like, some hits, and so it's like they've all they were all incredible. Yeah. Like it, the Eagles kind of did the same thing, man. Like when Don Henley went off on his own or something like like his solo stuff. Glenn Fry. Was, yeah, like their so, their too. solo stuff was Don just Hilly as good. Did much better, but yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no. <laughs> well, even uh, Joe Walsh, like, he was yeah. a hit before he even joined the Eagles. He had yeah. a solo career, so. See, they picked him up because they wanted to sound like a rock band. I do like the fact that the there's always like, there's every single body, every single person in that band is an incredible musician, mm-hmm. and the other guitar player, that's not Joe Walsh, is just as badass as Joe Walsh. Like he's mm-hmm. a sick guitar player. But er, it's always like, oh yeah, Joe Walsh and that other guitar player. Yeah, yeah. he wrote <laughs> the music for Witchy Woman. Is that right? I'm not sure. He wrote the he wrote he wrote the guitar lick for that. He wrote a lot of their their songs. But see, they had a falling out when they got Joe Walsh. I can't remember the guy you're talking about. His name, but exactly no he was right. <laughs> he was more of a uh, picker, like a you know country esque. He plays style. that that double neck guitar. Oh no, that, okay, I'm talking about a different. Guy. They had another guitar player before that. Guitarist before that. The guy was in that damn band. Uh, I think they did have another guitar player that left. Yeah, yeah he left. Yeah, yeah. He actually <laughs> never came back. I don't no. Think. And then their bass player is like this hippie dude. Like, hey man. I mean, he can't because uh, I went to go see them live last year, and they all they all kind of like they played a bunch, and then they took turns doing some of their solo stuff. Oh, okay. And there was like one song that I think he only I think he only had like one solo song. It was like the bass player came up and sang on oh, or something. Yeah. But it was, it he it was. Love will keep us. <laughs> he was just like the straight up old hippie. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Yeah, he's their second bass player. The first one did, left. Did they have most of the original members, or maybe not the original member? I don't know too much about. Well, the Glenn Fry died. Right. But we ha- they had Don Henley, Joe Walsh, th- and the second guitar player that nobody okay. knows. And then the bass player that was been with them for however long he's been with them. Um, yeah. But back to what you were saying before, like the Beatles and Eagles and, and Zeppelin or any of these bands, like those are bands where any one of those individual members would have been like the leader or the biggest star of any mm-hmm. other band that they were in. But together they were just one of the you know members, which is why the bands were so good. You know, They ch- carried their own weight. Okay, watch the magic of so, yeah. audio editing right here because uh, we y- would should take a break right here at 30-minute mark, but uh, Maxwell has to has a gig tonight, 
So let, we're just going to push through so he can get to, okay, his, cool. so he can get to his gig. But uh, through the magic of audio editing, we're going to take a break right now. And then when we come back, magically, it'll seem like you've heard two songs from Maxwell James. <laughs> but <laughs> the whole time, it's, it's, it's like a time vortex. It's yeah. time vortex. <laughs> so we'll be right back, guys. Okay. All right, so this is off my first EP, um, well, my only EP uh, that I released about a year ago, self-titled EP. You can find that on Spotify. This one is called uh, The More You Say, The Less I Know, and this is my Nashville country song. I've been here waiting all my life for you. I get the feeling that you won't come through Been on my mind like all this time The more you say, the less I know I'm on my way to feeling low Sometimes I pray that I just let go What can I say when I know that I'll be wrong Go on and break down, going out too long end up doing what I don't want to Sometimes I just can't tell your lies from truth I'm wearing thin and I can't win The more you say, the less I know I'm on my way to feeling low Sometimes I pray, I just let go What can I say when I know that I'll be wrong Go on and break the original bass player sang that one. Oh, really? Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, and then uh, I think he just got tired of it. He, he never enjoyed the spotlight, so he quit, and then they got the long-haired hippie dude. Yeah. Dude, I love hearing about that from bands that were, like, like super famous, and you're like, ah, I just got tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, we're all sitting here, like, working our asses to the bone, trying to, like, yeah. to write the best song ever, or, like, play the best lick ever, and there's, like, yeah, oh, the bass player for, uh, like, or, like, like, when you're the Beatles, and you're like, wow, I think we've We've done what yeah. we can do. We're just I didn't want to be in the biggest band anymore. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. done with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. You I know fucking that, you know, was it Pete Best that left the the, the, the original oh, Beatles yeah. drummer? Yeah. You know, he's like, fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, that yeah. poor guy. Yeah, did he end up committing suicide or something? I know he died young. But he was I, a, he was a pretty I'd famous artist before he you know. I don't think he even I cared he, about that. He kind of rode that too for a while. Being I was the guy who was in the Beatles before they got big. Did yeah. a lot of interviews and yeah. yeah stuff too. So yeah, they made a movie. You know, it's called The Backbeat. It's about you know that whole period of the Beatles when they first got together and Pete Best was in the band. And like they show Ringo in the movie, but it's literally for like two seconds. Who's our buddy Ringo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Beatles. Yeah. See, I. I can never join a Beatles tribute band because I'd always get the fucking Ringo spot because the nose, <laughs> man. Like I'd, I'd always like they're like, oh, I mean, yeah, you get you, you're short and you got a big nose, you have to be Ringo. Like I, I mean, there's no sorry. I think if you if you wear the right wig and wear those like circle glasses, anybody could be John Lennon, right? You get yeah, that yeah, look. Yeah. You know? I mean, from a far enough stage, yeah, like yeah, and just look kind of shy and and have the do the big uh, hair and beard version of. Uh, uh, Harrison, and then you pull it off. Oh, yeah, dude, Lennon I mean, had a big nose too. Now think about it. I think that's coming back, man. I like the fact that the old '70s Beatle hair and like the beards are coming back. I can't, I can't do it. But if I could, if I can grow like a sweet ass beard like that, yeah, I would. <laughs> I think I might try it. Except I, I'm short and bald, so it look like a gnome. <laughs> I would just look like a. I would look like a yard. Like if I had gnome. Chris's beard, I would just look like a yard gnome. Like, <laughs> uh, I'd be. Well, the, I don't <laughs> know. Like people would be like <coughs> throwing pennies at me. I have a beard. You have a beard. Uh, if it gets too long, it's just like if I'm Sucks. eating or I'm drinking, like I'll drink water and then it's just like wet. Mm-hmm. My beard's wet. I feel like a dog, like drinking. Like yeah, you have to oh, like uh, yeah, don't eat on the patio. Trim that mustache <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you know, and plus it gets thing. all it just it hurts after a while. It gets yeah. so long to where it's like you know you, I try to brush it out and stuff like that, but it, it hurts sometimes. My girlfriend's like, "What do you mean?" Because it'll get long and she wants it to keep getting longer. I'm like, it just fucking hurts. You know, and wake like up the next morning, it's all matted. Yeah. yeah, just. It collects dirt really fast, and I work outside construction. There's just dust blowing around all the time, so oh it just yeah. gets in there, and it just hurts, man. Well, you got like a HEPA filter uh, thing then on your face that just collects all the dust, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Chris is walking around. There's like just, just like small animals just <laughs> like, just nesting in there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, gigging around town, man. Like you were saying earlier, the uh, at the genres all kind of blend together. Yeah. stuff and like you know you could say folk you know, it's kind of like if you mm-hmm. hear you take a pop country song or a pop song and you play it on on guitar and it's a it's a folk song yeah a, so lot, a lot of genre to me just seems kind of like aesthetic or superficial like yeah. you can take a like a song can probably live in a lot of different genres just depending on how you dress it up you know so when you're writing stuff do, how does it usually come out do you do you like do you write like a a lyric or a poem first and then kind of write a song to it uh yeah lyrics always come last i'm i'm uh i'm I wouldn't really consider myself a, I mean, I do write lyrics, but it's I'm I'm more of a on the music side mm-hmm. of things. So um, lyrics always kind of come last, and then it's like trying to interpret like what this song feels like. And usually, I just kind of mumble and keep mumbling until like a word will come out, and then you kind of run with that word. Um, okay. But I yeah, I always write the the, the, the mumble method. Yeah, the mumble method. Mm-hmm. I've heard a couple other like artists that do that like really successful art like David Byrne was talking about like that's kind of how he does it it's funny that we were talking about you know, Paul McCartney because that's like a lot of lyrics he would put in there like you like you hear some of those crazy Beatles lyrics and you you think like oh man they were so fucking far out there like what made them think of this mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff if you listen to interviews with Paul McCartney he says he just put words in there that rhymed as placeholders until he can go back and like write good yeah. lyrics but then they just got they just it, stuck. Just, it just stuck 
So like if you hear like a Beatle lyric that seems like it doesn't make sense, it's like yeah. it's not like some it's probably not some crazy fucking trip he was on. It's probably it was the, it just happened. It was just yeah. the lyric just happened, that, was, yeah. that was there. Sometimes I think that's cool too. It's almost like a subconscious thing, like a Rorschach mm-hmm. test or whatever. Just like whatever comes out, like that means something. Maybe you don't know what it means, but there's something Have deeper you guys to ever it. Done a Rorschach or been like mentally mm-hmm. evaluated? No. I'm always afraid, afraid to. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's afraid. it, dude. I've always, I've always wanted to do it, but I'm afraid that if I go, they're gonna. Fu- you're, they're a like, they're not gonna you're a narcissist. You're a psychopath. Well, like they're, <laughs> they're not gonna, gonna let me leave. They're like, no, yeah, yeah pull we, up we a need straight jacket. Yeah. Did you yeah. sign that waiver, sir? Yeah. That says yeah, we can keep you for up to two weeks. Yeah, the door's <laughs> locked from the outside. Yeah, you're not you leaving, out. buddy. We got but some work to do here. It's funny that you say that, mention that about being the player first, because I noticed that when you were playing, I was like, this guy's not. He's a guitar player. Yeah. Like, I could tell it's like, you know, with the picking style, you know. And and that's usually where it starts is on the guitar, like a little riff or something will come out. I mean, I'll write in my head sometimes, too, but it's it's always the music, some kind of riff or some kind of little melody line. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of build. That's like the germ of the idea. And then you build off of that. So, but I don't, and I don't I have like a set. An idea is like a germ. Thing. Like it gets yeah. in there and it's sp- like a virus. It spreads. And then some ideas like. Your body naturally fights them off, and then some mm-hmm. ideas that just stick in there in your brain until you can't get rid of them. And you're like, "Well, this is going to keep growing and growing until I ha- until I have to put some paper and pen together and, yeah. and get this out." And there's been a couple ideas where I was like, "I don't know if I like that," but it's like so stuck in my head where I'm like, "Well, I, I can't argue with with that. I'm just going to go ahead and write yeah. it, and you know, see what happens." Yeah, when you so. you know, you said you pick a word and kind of go with it. I remember watching this documentary, Tom Petty. He said, uh, <coughs> "As he, you know, he'll he'll find like." A mood or something or mm-hmm. you know and he'll just write based on that mood he doesn't not exactly know what he was going to write it's not necessarily about something but he said he'll write a line and, and it'll give him a mood and he'll just kind of take that direction on down the road a little bit yeah you kind of just have to <coughs> see what's working and then follow that path yeah. like i've heard a lot of if you fight it then yeah i think yeah you can't you force the song to be something i've heard a lot of people say it's more of like discovering than it is writing which seems like a weird way to put it but mm-hmm. it makes sense you're not really sure where it's going to go, and you kind of just see what happens. So, yeah. But I write, I don't, like, I'll hear people, like, write <coughs> really quickly, like, oh, I wrote this in two hours or whatever, and I'm like, I I wrote this in two months. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, because yeah. I'll write, and then I'll rewrite, and then I'll, it'll sit on the shelf for a while, and I don't think I like it anymore, and then I'll discover it again, I'll pull it back out and start writing. So my process is very kind of strung out long. What about you, Chris? How long did it take you to write songs? This is interesting. Um, Depends. I, like you said, two hours. I've musically it comes faster. Music to me. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like lyrics, I, yeah. I, that just takes me longer. But lyrics and, um, but I think it took me. I got the song called uh, we call it the country song, but and it's called Reckless as a Fool. And those lyrics, it took me two weeks to write those. Hmm. Just rewriting them. Is that long? Is that like a long period? Yeah, of time it's, for it's, you? A, it's a pretty winded song. Yeah, because a lot of times it will come faster, but. It, it was a, like um, it's got a lot of words in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just it, I just kept writing it. You know, I hate my lyrics. Everybody does. I mean, so not, I mean, <laughs> not everybody doesn't hate your lyrics. Everybody hates their mean. own yeah, lyrics. Yeah, I don't know if people have heard my song to hate it yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> just give it time. Yeah. <laughs> There's a for me, it's about a few days. I think like if I because yeah. I don't I don't like to force myself to finish an idea if I don't like. Uh, so I'll usually write like a, a verse and a chorus might come to me, mm. and then I'll I'll make myself stop. I'll be like, okay, I'm not gonna unless I'm oh, in really? some kind of in, unless I'm in a flow state where it's like, oh, this has to all come out right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But if usually if I get like a verse and a chorus, I'll I'll I'm rather than sit for, on it. yeah I'll sit on it and mm-hmm. be like, and then 
for a couple of days and See, like think that. about I'll it mm-hmm. too, for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to kind of strike while the iron's hot, you know. And mm-hmm. if, like you said, if you're in that flow state, you just kind of have to just go with it. I've but heard a lot of people say you should do that. Don't yeah, s- yeah they, they don't do stop. Like, just yeah, keep going. That's, yeah, that's but what I, Tom Petty said. I think there's something to be said about <clears throat> leaving something alone for a little bit and coming back at it with mm-hmm. fresh ears. I hear a lot of audio engineers talk about like your your fatigue. And I think sometimes you hear something too many times, and it just starts to sound weird to you. Yeah. And, and a like lot of songs I'll I'll write, and I just like oh, I hate that, and I'll put it away. And then like a month later, I'll come back to it and I'll be like, oh no, I now I feel more inspired by it, and I'll pick it back mm. up and and run with it. So I think I, I don't know. Uh, well, you know what? This is what happens. Uh, I was I was gonna make a joke up the top of my head, <laughs> and uh, it came naturally to me. And it's but no I'm longer fresh on your no, mind. We no, no, it, it, it's it's fresh. But now I'm in the I'm in the point of my relationship now, uh, in my life, where not everything I say that I think is okay is okay. But <laughs> so I I realize that my girlfriend sometimes listens to this podcast. I was gonna make a joke that she probably <laughs> would not think was funny or not would not. Uh, but let's just say that there's uh, ear fatigue is a real thing, and yeah. sometimes <laughs> selective hearing is a thing as well. And you don't always do what you. Uh, yeah. Uh, I th- but it's funny because uh, there's like I, I get into a flow state when I'm writing like literature or poetry. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, songs to me like I feel like when you have to fit a whole story into three minutes, like I want to I want to make sure it's, it's yeah. the best as it could be. Like I don't want to yeah. rush it or half-ass it. Or it's harder to say something in fewer words. I mean, obviously, well, it's got a rhyme and it's got to fit the right it. amount yeah, of syllables. Yeah, it's got a rhyme and, and, and yeah, yeah, it's got a rhyme and it's got to have the right syllables and it's got to say what you're trying to say, which, which you wish you had a fucking paragraph to yeah. say. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like it's easy to do that with like a like I, you're probably the same way with like the music. That part just kind of comes out mm-hmm. and kind of ex- it's really easy to express your most emotions with the music. But then when it comes time to like articulate that idea, it's like, well, what do I what do I even mean? I'll tell you what though songwriting made me a better literature writer i can see that because when you have to think of because a lot of times like think about you know if nobody wants to read a book where the guy is saying that it just you know takes a whole paragraph to describe one thing like like y- you want to be able to say what you want to say in the most creative but least amount of words yeah. possible <coughs> like how do, how do i say the most in one sentence yeah and then get on to the next thing well constraints are always good for art i think so having a having to fit into a certain mold can forces you to be creative because you got to kind of yeah. overcome that yeah. and speaking of about fitting into a certain mold man we need to get you out of here so you can get to your game yeah. on time <laughs> so uh thanks well tell us about some upcoming stuff you yeah got. man where yeah, can everybody okay. find you and stuff uh yeah so i'm on uh, uh spotify if you go to maxwelljamesmusic.com that's where you can that'll take you to everywhere else you need to go but i'm on spotify soundcloud itunes all that stuff yeah follow him on follow him on uh, spotify I'm, yeah i'm on uh facebook maxwell at uh, at maxwell james artist and then instagram at maxwell james music and there's like another maxwell james that's in um england that makes music mm-hmm. um so just don't listen to him go to go to my mm-hmm. uh thing mm-hmm. actually he's pretty good so you can listen to him too but um, even if even if you're listening to this in English, or if he thinks that you're to pretty good, too. yeah, <laughs> I don't or know. I had to call him. You right now, I should like try to reach out to what him. What if he's like, just hey. like your doppelganger, like your British doppelganger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we're the same person. We don't really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. Um, I'm playing tonight, but it obviously that I can't plug that. Um, it's too late for that. I don't have any shows coming up. I kind of took some time off to. I'm in the studio right now. Cool. Uh, recording some new music. Nice. Um, I just had a track come out. I, I mentioned this one I performed. One of the tracks I performed came out in uh, end of January, early February. But hopefully, um, summertime, I'll have a new EP coming out. And I'm working on putting together some dates right now. Nothing's kind of solidified, but um, just check my website, MaxwellJamesMusic.com, and and I'm always updating. You guys are really good about putting a bunch of singles out back to back to back. So, like, 
you guys have uh, lucky enough that you guys have, you know, uh, you guys work well together and get you know got studio time and stuff. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're like an independent artist, like my my girlfriend Faith Kelly is going through the same thing. Like she has a lot of original music, mm-hmm. not a lot of stuff out to be. Like she has like her, the last single she dropped was this past summer, mm. and it's incredible. Yeah. But she she's written like sh- th- when they go out and perform, they have like hours of original material right. that they just they just but there's nowhere to there's like you can't go online and find it. Like if like Chris, if you want to go find Malibu Blackout, you guys can look up Malibu Blackout on Spotify, and you guys have a ton of stuff on well, there. You gotta do it. I like, mean, you gotta record it because I mean, when 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 else are you gonna get a chance to do it? You gotta do it now. You know, now or never. Ultimately. So, it it, but is there a songs. last question, man? Is mm-hmm. there a balance trying to, uh, like, like we, we we can't all get in the studio whenever we want. It's expensive. Yeah. We don't have the time. Right. So like when you're out there writing new music and playing your new music out and about town. Like then you have to. Is there a? Have you found like there's a, a formula to like? Okay, I, I need to release, uh, a song, every so often so that people stay so that people have something to go look at when they yeah. search me. Well, I don't know. I that's a good question. I'm I'm kind of asking that question myself too. I'm not sure because you want to keep making content because you have to kind of stay on people's minds, for sure. But you don't want to crank it out if it's not up to your standards yeah. or whatever. So it's like I I I always think more quality over quantity, but, um. No, I, 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 I just really like getting in the studio. Like, I, I like performing and I like writing, but what I really love is recording and getting in the studio and producing. And I have a home studio, so it's a little easier for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, like, super high-tech or anything. It's, you know, like, I have a couple microphones and, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty limited in what I can do. But, but because of that, I can put things out more often where I don't mm-hmm. have to spend the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Um, yeah, it's tough as a solo artist because you know if you want to go in the studio, you got to hire musicians and all this other stuff, yeah. and it just you know you can drop a couple grand mm-hmm. real quick, and you know do you spend your money on that or you spend it on a music video and that kind of stuff, and yeah, I I wish I had the answer to that question. I don't know. Chris, I we should do a music video. I mean, we don't do n- like we don't do music together, but we should just do a music video like, and we'll f- we'll make it up as we go. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a pod- share your buzz video. Well, you gotta get Dalton back on here and do, yeah. do yeah, a rendition of, of uh, "Everybody Share Your Buzz." Yeah, Chris actually <laughs> just brought something up to me that I didn't even think about. Um, you know, my buddy Dalton has been a uh, has been on American Idol and going through a lot of fame lately with uh, a lot of recognition. So shout out to Dalton Elliott. Um, we'll get him on the podcast when he uh, when he gets back to town. But he the the intro song that we use for our podcast, the "Everybody Share the Buzz," was a a song that me and him wrote together, oh, really? like to pitch. And uh, we had it demoed, and he sang on the demo, and I used that clip for the intro of the show. So mm-hmm. uh, if he gets too famous, he's probably gonna he'll, he'll send us a cease and desist. <laughs> and <Okay>. we'll <laughs> well, hey, you've got half the writing rights on. I do, it, I do so have half. I do. You might start getting some mailboxes. I do own half that there, song. <laughs> so, <coughs> Maxwell, thanks so much for hanging out. With yeah, us, man. thanks for having me. This is fun. It has been a lot Appreciate of fun. It. We'll get you yeah, back yeah. on when uh, when you got some new stuff, and we'll yeah, have know. a little bit more time to talk and stuff. Sounds yeah, good. like awesome. you know, f- always feel free to hit us back up anytime you got something new. So that way we don't lose touch. Well, I'm always down to have a beer, so yeah. even if it's even if there aren't market microphones involved, you know. So yeah, yeah. dude, uh, definitely. Um, I'm gonna follow you, so I know next time you're playing out, man. I'd love to come see you live. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm like I said, I'm I'm working on putting. The, I wish I had uh, more to plug right now, but um, I mean, you can check out my old music, um, and then I have new stuff coming out. But yeah, right now I'm just kind of been in the studio, but definitely check my website out. Um, late spring, early early summer, I'm gonna have more shows cool. coming out in the area. So. That's Maxwell James, guys. You heard him share your buzz. We'll see you guys next week.